0: Welcome to the Cyber Guide, a security focused podcast brought to you by Compass Cybersecurity. We hope you enjoy this episode and welcome you to reach out to us with any questions.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Cyber Guide. Today, you have uh, me as your host, Chris, and I have our CEO of Compass Cyber, Bob. Hi, Chris. Welcome, everyone. Hey, uh, today we have a, a pretty cool uh, topic it's uh, threat uh, detection and analysis. It's something that we're kind of going through ourselves as an IT firm and something that we do often, but we're just kind of going through it again uh, to make sure that all of our ducks are in a row, essentially.
0: Yeah, it's really important. um, There's lots of things that organizations can do from a security controls perspective. And what we find is you really, you know, there's a lot of things you can do and what you really want to do is focus on those that are going to really provide the biggest value to your organization, as well as address the, the most relevant and you know, probable threats that are out there. And so it's important at least once a year for organizations to go through, you know, a an enterprise-wide uh, threat identification and analysis process, specifically from a cybersecurity uh, perspective.
1: Yeah, and um, what I love about our, our meeting is that we, we kind of had, all the, we had the, all the essential personnel there all kind of contributing because we all have a different mindset when we think about what our controls are and what maybe our threats might be.
0: Yeah, it's really important, you know, again, we say cybersecurity is a team sport. And that's true when it comes to threat identification analysis for it as well. So it's important to have all the functional areas represented. So HR, IT, risk management, legal, finance, operations, um, you know, even sales potentially. So it's important to get everybody in the room. Typically, it's an eye opener on some of the conversations um, that come out of it. And so it really starts with just sort of taking a very, you know, high level 50,000 foot view of what are all the potential threat sources that could affect the company. So by threat source, what I mean is, you know, maybe a nation state or a criminal hacker or a malicious insider, those are sources of potential threats. Right.
1: So malicious uh, insiders, you you just mentioned, all companies and uh, corporations have uh, employees and that's probably something that is on their radar. Um, What kind of events are they looking for? What, how are they ranking these uh, these uh, threat sources?
0: Yeah, malicious insiders and, and negligent, negligent insiders are both, you know, threats that are relevant to, to every organization, regardless of their industry. Um, and those are those are very common ones. So some examples could be, you know, as simple as theft of property. So maybe they stole a, you know, a mobile device um, that had sensitive, you know, regulated data on it. Um, or maybe they stole credentials or they stole data or something like that or on the negligent side it could just be uh, maybe they lost you know instead of stealing the laptop they lost it right Um, but again the end result is it still had the same you know sensitive data on it and so it's important to go through the threat sources you know at a broad you know category level identify what threat events are unique or relevant to those um, sort of subcategories and then look at the likelihood of those happening to your organization, um, and then also the potential impact. Um, there's a lot of, you know, you can spend lots and lots of time and, and and put a lot of effort into, you know, getting down to the 99th percentile in accuracy. I'm more of a proponent of, you know, if you can get 80 90% of the way there, you're going to be going down a good path.
1: And, I, and I, the way I kind of look at it is that we have all those, those important people in this meeting. We say, what's the the possibility of us losing a laptop like you were saying. And you know, what's, what's that uh, impact going to be on our uh, organization? And then we can kind of all go around the room. well, we know all laptops that go out maybe have BitLocker encryption. So the impact may be not as high, but the likelihood could be high. So it, where's the threat uh, source or the event or the, the rating system there?
0: Right. And it's, it's, it's interesting when you have those conversations, you get different perspectives in the room and, and oftentimes there's people that learn about things that are other work, you know, other functional areas are doing or have done to, to really safeguard that data. Um, what you don't want to do though, a, a kind of a caution is you don't want to sort of jump to the conclusion. So you don't want to immediately sit down and think, you know, the answer of what's the greatest threat right. okay. to your organization. So it's a little bit of a mix of a subjective and objective exercise. So you want to, you know, typically use, um, you know, high, medium, and low, and then maybe put a a quantity to those, so a high is a five, a medium, you know, potential impact or moderate impact is a three, maybe a low is a one. And then as you go through this, and you'll find that you have dozens probably of different threat, potential threat events, um, the value of kind of quantifying each of those is then you can prioritize, you know, rank those, sort them, uh, rank them and then use that to really drive your activities and
1: then towards the end you have a a whole list of what are what's the likelihood of some uh, events happening and then what's that impact and then you kind of start at the impact and you kind of hit those try to make a list of of it changes that uh, could possibly mitigate those
0: yes so you want to once you once you have that list you can say you know we're going to cut it off at the top five most you know likely and most impactful um, potential threat events people are always surprised by what's kind of comprises that list or you could if you want to be you know fairly um, you know aggressive you could say here's our top 10 list Um, again you want to focus your resources where you can get the biggest bang uh, for the buck and also where you have the biggest you know vulnerabilities and and potential risks and so you want to then once you have those identified then you want to step back and say, okay, what are all of the security controls related to mitigating those, um, as well as other things like cyber insurance and those types of things. And not just look from a technical perspective, but look across the three pillars. So, yeah. you know, from a technical perspective, mm-hmm. what what can and should we be doing in the event that this happens yep. to, to mitigate it? Um, and then from an organizational or people side, what should we be doing? Training, you know, job aids, those types of things. And then the policy side, you know, do we have a policy that says you can't take a laptop out of the, you know, out of the, the building or out of, an, out of the organization that has sensitive data on it unless it's encrypted, you know, things like that.
1: Right, and, and that's important because I, c- coming into those types of meetings, I always think that the answer is IT, uh, and then a lot of the time it's, it's a policy and the training of, of your employees that really make up the, big, the bigger difference than your IT protocols.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a mix. I mean, it's really, there's no one, unfortunately, there's no one, like, you know, panacea. There's no one, like, one thing you can go do that addresses all these. Yeah. One of the cool things about doing this type of exercise is you get a lot of the, a lot of the security controls um, that, that you should have in place to, to mitigate or address those top five or maybe the top 10. You're gonna get kind of a secondary benefit because odds are those same controls are going to have a positive effect on some of those lower-ranked oh, sure. threats. Yeah. So you really get a, you know, probably more than a two-for-one. You get, you know, a lot of benefit. Um, but you know, you you can feel good and sleep well at night that you've addressed what are the biggest threats.
1: Yeah, I would I would definitely uh, say that definitely with the training of personnel, uh, a lot of those problem mitigations uh, can be handled that way.
0: Yes. I mean, (coughs) training is so important. Um, And this really, what this ultimately becomes is really your security roadmap. So if you, you know, most organizations are doing a fair amount when it comes to, um, you know, cybersecurity, information security, but there's always gaps. And so that gap analysis, once you've identified the relevant security controls to address your most likely threats, you then look at what you're doing today. um, And wherever you have gaps, that becomes your you know, security project plan, security roadmap, whatever you'd like to call it. And you can kind of lay out a schedule and start tackling that. And again, the, the, the nice thing about this approach is it should not and probably will not fall solely on the shoulders of the IT department to implement a lot of those. Yeah, so, training, like you said, nobody seems to be doing a lot of training. Super important, mm-hmm. um, you know, policy development. A lot of people have policies that maybe are outdated um, or just not. Um, you know, or maybe they've got gaps in certain areas.
1: And another another thing is that uh, when you have this roadmap and you have the the meeting scheduled, it becomes uh, uh, like a, something that everybody's kind of involved in. Everybody wants to solve. Everybody thinks about cybersecurity uh, a little bit more often, and um, it's not something kind of thrown to the
0: wayside. It it's it's ma- it 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 gives the team it's, visibility yeah, the, into what we're doing, why sure. we're doing it. Um, again, there's always one or two threats that always surprise folks and just make people kind of think. And a lot of this is just trying to get people to think about this on a regular basis. Exactly. But also put it in a way that is very easy to manage and very visible. It's very obvious what you're doing as an organization. Um, and in some ways, this could turn into be potentially a business differentiator for the organization. You know, so depending on your business and your comfort level with your clients or prospective clients, you may want to share with them that this is an exercise that you go through, you know, once a year at least.
1: Never even Um, thought about that. Yeah, yeah,
0: and there's a a lot of value because a lot of companies aren't doing this type of stuff. So if you can demonstrate that you are, that just, it's sort of that intangible benefit or value that you can share with your client and they can feel good about what you're doing.
1: Yeah, certainly make auditing a little bit more easier. Absolutely, absolutely. (laughs) Um, Well, um, unless you have anything else to add, I think that, that sums up a pretty good threat idea and analysis. Recorded in Baltimore's historic Inner Harbor, home of the Ravens and the Orioles, land of crabs and natty bow, this is the Cyber Guide. And now, back to your host, our own Chris Yates. Hello and welcome back. We recently went over the threat idea and analysis, and now we're going to take a couple of minutes here and kind of go a little bit deeper in that process.
0: Thanks, When we're talking about threat ID and analysis, um, I, I think it's probably helpful for the, for the audience to provide some examples of what we mean when we say threats, and some of them will probably resonate a little bit more than others, um, depending on your role and, and really the, the organization in the industry. Um, and these are not necessarily in order of uh, importance to your organizations or a or, or priority, it's just the way that we've, um, you know, kind of uh, sequenced them. Uh, Starting off with ransomware, probably something that's near and dear to most people's hearts. Huge. Um, Yeah, big problem. Just continuing to explode, um, you know, across every industry, every organization. uh, Just having a a really uh, significant impact on organizations potentially. Uh, Another one is uh, you know loss of mobile devices. So it's sort of the other end of the spectrum. So it's not you know there's no hacker out there that's maliciously doing something, but it's whether it could be loss, you know, intentional loss, you know, theft. Um, or it could be just somebody left, you know, maybe you have a, a person who has, you know, sensitive data that they had stored on their mobile device, traveling, you know, lo- left it in the back of an Uber or, uh, or a taxi or hotel, plane, whatever. It happens all the time. Yeah, I mean, mobile devices, are, everybody has so many of them, it's almost hard to track those things anymore. Right. Um, you know, especially, you know, if you're traveling, it's not uncommon to have two or three with you. So it's pretty easy to have, you know, one of those lost. Um, so another one that that's near and dear to everyone's heart probably is uh, phishing or or spear phishing emails um, again significant uh, uptick in the frequency of You know fishing and spear phishing attacks on organizations Truly touching every industry every organization doesn't matter. You know government private industry nonprofit education They're all a target of these um, just a, a really really widespread uh, method of attack and then on a sort of related, but maybe a little slightly more complex note, uh, business email compromise. Um, that's one that, particularly if you're in an organization that does a lot of financial transactions, um, the, the hackers really try and take advantage of that and and, and ultimately get you to wire money. Um, and the FBI uses the term uh, BEC or, or business email compromise. Um, fifth on our list, and again, these are not in order of priority or importance, uh, is a third party application breach. So everybody's moving a lot of their data to the cloud um you know whether it's software as a service or, or some type of infrastructure in the cloud um, a very real threat is uh, or a or potential threat source is a third-party application breach so maybe one of their vendors uh, isn't doing what they should be doing from a security perspective um or, or it could be that the the actual you know overarching cloud provider is is somehow been breached and your data has been exposed uh, next on the list, malicious insider. So maybe a disgruntled employee, somebody that's not uh, too happy with their job, not too, um, uh, you know, excited with where, they're, where they're, maybe their career path is going or the company did something to them or they perceive the company did something to them. Or it could be maybe there's a vendor. You know, so a lot of people think about malicious insiders as just employees. It could be maybe there's a, you know, maybe there's a facilities person or a guard or somebody that has uh, something against the organization. Next on the list is uh, distributed denial of service, DDoS, Um, unless you're in the technology field probably not uh, a term you've heard too often. But this can be very impactful depending on the business that you're in. So if you have, uh, as an example, if your organization does a lot of e-commerce through your website and that website is hit with a DDoS attack, it essentially makes it unavailable to your consumers um, and and it could last for days it could last for you know could last for hours could last for minutes but it also could last for days um, potentially or on and off and so that clearly has a direct uh, impact on you and then a couple others uh, malware which is obviously a broad category so malicious software um, kind of the catch-all ransomware sort of fits under that um, but malware in general uh, is something that affects really every organization and is definitely a, a real threat and then, last but certainly not least, um, and also a very common source of threats is a negligent insider. So again, it's not somebody that's maliciously trying to do something to your organization, but the the end result is if you know somebody is negligent, didn't follow policy, or or, or didn't do something that they should be doing, or did something that they shouldn't be doing, um, you know, maybe accessing sensitive information on a you know home computer or or something that then ultimately is breached you know in the eyes of the law it doesn't really matter you know how that um, that data is exposed and so chris that's kind of a you know the the top sort of nine list it's not quite ten yeah uh, but it's top nine um and again there's lots of other threats so those are the ones that we see as the most common um, and so, uh, m- what might be helpful to the audience is maybe walk through two or three of those and just kind of go through the whole process. I was
1: just thinking the same thing because you just threw a lot of threats out there. And if I'm just a regular company employee, I really, I, I don't know the first thing about e- mitigating either either uh, any of those. So let's, let's definitely go through the, the uh, steps here. So our next uh, block is the possible impacts.
0: Right, so once you've identified those threats, you, you know, step back and, and, and again, it's really, as we talked about in the, the previous episode, it's really important to have members from a, you know, a diverse set of functional areas within the company. So what you may not perceive as a, a large impact, um, you know, to the organization could be, um, you know, very significant to another portion of the organization. Uh, so some examples of, you know, I'll use ransomware as, as our first kind of example. And that's perfect
1: because everybody's worried about that.
0: Everybody's worried about it. The, 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 it just continue and explode and, and really affect everybody. A, and also the, the, the dollar value associated with the ransom is also continuing to grow up. So, again, just something somebody everybody really needs to be paying attention to. So some possible impacts from ransomware include, you know, it could be loss of revenue, um, loss of productivity. Uh, which, you know, probably seem fairly obvious. If you don't have access to your data, if everything's locked down, you clearly cannot uh, expect your employees to be able to do their job. Depending on the size of it and how public it is, it could have a very significant impact on your reputation and potentially, you know, damage your brand. Um, that could, again, depending on the size, ultimately lead maybe to lawsuits, fines, penalties, those types of things. So sure. there's definitely a, a legal and regulatory um aspects to it aspect to it a- and then also don't forget your clients so those and your employees those individuals that you know it's their personally identifiable information or protected health information if you're in the healthcare field you know their data is what has been accessed by an unauthorized third party so it's clearly there's a a sort of client relationship um or really employee relationship impact there as well sure um and, and there's a lot you know you could there's lots of impacts for each of these um, you know some are more or less relevant than others but they're definitely all I think you're kidding yourself if you don't say that you know all of those could potentially uh, be an impact a negative impact based on a a ransomware type attack. Right. Um, <clears throat> the next few blocks is uh, how we would
1: mitigate these uh, all these threats and talking about uh, ransomware we, we, at Compass, we like to stick to the three pillars. So we have people, policy, and technology, and we kind of block those out and kind of uh, do our best
0: to what would mitigate ransomware in all those blocks. Right, so we, you, again, it's not just technology's problem, so it's not, you know, the IT director, CIO, you know, pick your favorite senior level IT title. It's not their, solely their responsibility. And so we do, as, as, as you mentioned, Chris, we really advocate for looking across those three pillars. So on the people side, um, particularly with ransomware, as well as you know, phishing and spear phishing, anything that's going to potentially reach that end user in the organization, training is key. Um, you know, security awareness training, making sure that they're aware of what, you know, current trends in ransomware, current, you know, specific scams, if you can, if if, if that's feasible, mm-hmm. um, you know, and coupling that with mock phishing exercises. So the more personal you can make this, and more re- the most relevant you can make it, and the more relevant you can make it to a person's job and their yeah. function, it just becomes that much more impactful. Sorry, you're bringing it home, essentially. Yeah, you're really you're really driving it home with them, and they're seeing, oh my gosh, if I, you know, if this were somebody, you know, a bad actor, and you know, not 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 sort of the good guys, if you will, which is where I would, you know, put us on that side, <laughs> kind of as the good guys. Hope so. um, the, the white hats if if it weren't you know if it were a bad a bad actor then something really bad potentially could have happened to it right. Um so that was people we have policy right so policies you know there's a lot of policies that really come into play here um, some of the key ones in particular when it comes to ransomware uh, data backup that's sort of the you know the bread and butter of so if you don't have good data backup um, you know, and not just, you know, local backups because, you know, those potentially could be encrypted as well. If you don't have a really good data backup strategy that you've also used and you know, verified, um, that's probably the number one thing from a uh, you know, ransomware sort of mitigation uh, perspective. Uh, data governance, you know, making sure that you, don't, you have data being stored in the appropriate places and safeguarded accordingly. You know, and then incident response, again, it's pretty likely that an organization is going to, at some point in time, be the victim of, you know, phishing, spear phishing, ransomware, something, um, you know, that's kind of an email-based attack. And so if you you don't have a well-thought-out incident response plan, business continuity plans, disaster recovery plans, you know, those... Are really key to making sure that your organization is prepared and knows what to do right. when it does happen, because it is going to happen. You know, you can you can do all these things, but the reality is, at the end of the day, you know, humans are humans, and we're going to make mistakes, and people are going to click the emails and do the things they shouldn't be. Um, and you also, which probably one of the things that we see uh, most organizations struggle with uh, the most really is patch management. Yeah. You know, so these these malware, you know. Are, are taking advantage of vulnerabilities in the underlying software and, you know, and firmware that's out there. And so if you're not doing a good job of patching you know all of your different infrastructure, um, you really leave yourself exposed. Right, and then our, our
1: last category for uh, mitigating this particular threat would be technology. And we certainly have, there's not one necessarily fixed for ransomware. There's a lot of,
0: um, I guess, blocks that you yeah, put, put that in place. Yeah, it's that defense in depth. Sure. It's a defense in depth approach and so there's a lot of things here again some of them are sort of you know the bread and butter of, of basic security so you want to make sure you've got good antivirus and anti-malware software that's probably fairly obvious to most IT folks. Yep. Make sure you've got strong email filtering. Uh, what we've seen with the, the the big movement to you know, cloud-based email platforms, you know, 365 is an example, is a lot of the email filtering that you would want in place from a security perspective is not sort of in place out of the box. And so there's a fair amount of configuration that, that needs to take place that, that our clients are always uh, a little surprised at. Uh, things like network segmentation as well. So you're really kind of carving up your network to make sure that if you do have, you know, unfortunately, if you're the victim of ransomware. Yeah, it's contained. You, yeah, you can contain it. You can really limit the impact, and, and it's a much it's much easier to to sort of address um, and get your arms around if you've got a, a well segmented network.
1: So that's a very a small um, like sliver of what we did here at Compass. Um, I kind of want to stress that we we took a lot of time. We we did a couple of meetings um, about our threats and, and how we've mitigated and. This is not <clears throat> to me. It doesn't seem like a one meeting type thing. It's uh, it's ongoing. It's something that uh, we want to take that time to, to carve out one little threat and to show you how we would do it, and that's kind of how we would do the the rest of the uh, rest of the threats so or the rest of the nine that we have listed.
0: Right. It's really a living document, so it's something we do on a regular basis at Compass, and we you know we all obviously or maybe not so obviously do for our clients as well. So it's a healthy process to go through and it's again you know at a bare minimum you want to go through it once a year Uh, we ourselves go through it quarterly um, which I think is is fairly practical and 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 reasonable Um, but the threats are changing and you know maybe you know your organization is also changing so threats that weren't that high of a priority yesterday you know maybe there's some event that takes place that all of a sudden now um, you know it's something that you need to be thinking about And it's just a good thoughtful structured way to, you know, really to leverage um, and and kind of allocate your resources. So it's just a, it's a good process um, that most executives will have been through something similar. Um, so it's sort of that cybersecurity sort of spin on things.
1: Awesome. Well, thanks, Bob, for thank sharing all that, and we hope everybody out there kind of took something away from
0: this. Thanks a lot. That's it for this episode of the Cyber Guide. We thank you for listening, and hope you'll join us next time for another security-focused podcast. Remember to subscribe to our channel if you've liked what you heard and pass it on to your colleagues. The Cyber Guide has been brought to you by Compass Cybersecurity. Compass takes a risk management approach to cybersecurity, examining the employees, policies, and technology within an organization to give a complete view of their cybersecurity infrastructure. For more information on Compass and their mission to shift the world's data to be safe and secure, visit us at www.compasscyber.com.